0: are calling it's
1: twilight time wonder and vision aren't we a five pair yeah.
0: this is our home now i want us to fit in oh this is gonna be a gas
1: everybody to back in my day my name is david petrangelo and this week the not so stereotypical millennials will be running down their favorite 10 tv shows of 2021 this week i am lucky enough to be joined by a full panel first up
2: michael r power ian walter
3: and wife power
1: Yes, finally, we have wife power back. Finally, (laughs) (laughs) we need you to hold us together. Honestly,
3: (laughs) I I decided not to go to sleep.
1: (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you for the sacrifice. I mean, actually, thank you for the sacrifice. (laughs) I have
3: to say, I have to tough through an entire year of my husband making me rank everything (sighs) I watch. So if I have to rank it, you guys are gonna listen to my rankings. <laughs> that's fair play. <laughs> that's
4: it's got to be it's gotta be for something. <laughs> it's, yeah, not, it's not for nothing. It's it not be for something. nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
1: So the three of us are here for you, wife power. That's mm-hmm. that's what this is it's your about. episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is uh you're you're the spotlight for the show for sure for this episode and for the next one, which will be us talking about our favorite movies from 2021 as well. So uh, pretty simple. We're just going to run it down from 10 to 1 and uh, just start from there. So uh, Wife Power, as the guest, as the spotlight for the episode, let's start with you.
3: So my number 10 is Search Party. Uh, this is a dark comedy. Um, we've actually watched all five seasons this year, so I don't know if that's why it kind of like stands out to me a little bit, but um, we love the first season. Two and three were like still good. Four was kind of meh, but five kind of brings it back to that. What we loved so much about the first one. Um, But yeah, it was some parts just had us absolutely howling. Like it was, um, it was really good. It was, and it's the final season too. So it's, um, I like when shows just end, like sometimes shows just go on for way too long. Um, So it's nice to to check it off to say like we've we've watched it, it's done and um so yeah, number 10 is Search Party, uh season 5.
4: My hot, my hot take is that it was the best season of Search Party. Ooh. The last season. Anyways. I, I hard
1: hard I hard disagree, but cuz uh, it's over. But good, it was a good season. <laughs> no,
4: it's a great show, but <laughs> The last season is this cuz it's very it's very like nerdy genre stuff. It is. Uh, So that's up up, up my alley. (laughs) That that last season... Goes places, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spoil anyone, so I
2: won't say anything. Yeah, but no, no where can our listeners stream it because I haven't seen it?
4: HBO Max, I think. Yes, HBO or and
2: HBO or Crave. Max, yeah.
3: Crave in Canada, Crave,
2: yeah. yeah, oh, yeah exactly. We're gonna be started on Crave. <laughs> <laughs> great cereal, <laughs> that's great. Right, that's right.
4: It's filled with chocolate. It's <laughs> actually a terrible cereal, but yeah. <laughs> I was gonna
3: say, have you even had it? <laughs> Free samples
1: at the <laughs> Union Station. <laughs> We're in a rush and you, for, and you forgot your lunch or your breakfast at home. Yeah. <laughs> always count on there will be lots of free samples of Crave. <laughs>
2: at the it's, a, station. it's
1: always the last one
4: left.
2: <laughs> Got to steal yeah. a couple of milk packets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> steal it from the Tims.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Mike, what's uh, what's your number 10?
2: Off track we
4: are already. All right. Love it. Uh, my number 10. Cobra Kai Season 4. Now, I'll admit that Season 4, not the best season of Cobra Kai, but like Search Party, we also started Cobra Kai last year. We watched all four seasons, watched the first three, then the fourth one came out. So this kind of like throwing a bone to just how excellent the show is overall, the fact that I have number 10 here. And I wouldn't have had it on my other rankings because I didn't watch it. So yeah, it's uh, we uh, we love the show and season four, although not the best, was still really good. And again, this is more just giving respect to the show as a whole and all the seasons. And I'm actually excited for the next season because it looks like it's going to change things up a little quite a bit. So yeah, Cobra Kai is you know the TV show that is based on the Karate Kid universe and bring back all the characters and everything. So if you haven't heard of it, check it out. It's
1: it's really fun show. And now it's on Netflix, right?
4: I think yes it's on
1: Netflix yeah Yeah, because I think that first season was like that YouTube TV thing or Mm -hmm. something a few years ago so uh
2: Ian numero 10 all right well we're gonna kick this party off I like the Cobra Kai pick although I gotta say um I haven't finished season four but it's a great show um okay for me it was a bit of a tie going into what which earns the spot for my top 10 so it i'm gonna i'm not gonna be honest with you guys we did a big episode on this it was a tie for me between star wars visions and marvel's what if and oh, to kind of decide okay. who gets the edge i would think like maybe someone like michael R. power would lean towards visions i'm gonna give the edge to uh marvel's what if and the reason for that is visions although is is epic and it's amazing it feels like a collection of shorts versus an actual series that Gets yeah. connected by. That's exactly what that's it is. Line. Yeah, so so I'm going to give it to Marvel's What If. And I just, you know, you can go back. You guys can go back and listen to our breakdown and our ranking of all the episodes of What If yep. and all the episodes of Visions. And we had a great time with both of those series. That was fun. And, that was so fun I mean, to do that. Very on great. brand. Very on brand choice for me. So yeah, yeah like no super on brand. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so my number 10
1: is not on brand at all. We'll get to some of those later in my list. But my number 10 is another show just like You two guys just said, uh, just like what Wife Power and Mike said uh, about a show that they watched all this year. This is only two seasons, but we watched both seasons over the course of, I think two weeks, maybe three. Um, It's called The Other Two. This party is not fun.
3: Yes, it is. I'm having fun. You are? Mm -hmm. Well, not like fun fun, but you know, party fun.
0: (laughs) What is, what?
3: Party fun, when everybody at a party just agrees to perform fun at each other and it's the collective effort that makes it fun. You know, like like this little model girl. She's not having fun fun. (laughs) Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, but you know, when you're alone with your thoughts in bed tonight, you're not gonna look back at this party and think, that was fun fun. (laughs) Yes, I will. I'm having the time of my life and I'll think back often to just how much fun this all was. Okay, well, she's a model. She doesn't know her own brain. I'm not a model. I'm an EP on the film. Jesus. Okay, well, your movie's racist.
1: And this is one of the funniest new comedies I've seen in a really long time. Um, It's number 10 as opposed to being a little higher because it's only two seasons and it's sort of like a recency bias thing, I feel. But the premise basically is the younger brother in this family is basically Justin Bieber. That's, that's That's what the character is. And then it's about the two siblings, the older siblings, the sister and brother that are trying to make it in New York and Hollywood and just can't. And they're basically riding the coattails of their younger brother, who is like this big megastar that can't sing, but is somehow making millions of dollars. And that's basically the, the premise. And it's just hilarious. They do a lot of outrageous scenarios like you would with a lot of comedies. And I just think it's really fast and witty and fun. And the other two is just It's great. It's fantastic. And um, the first and second season have very good jokes and very funny. Both of them just as funny as the other. But actually, the premise changes a little. And I won't spoil how because that's part of why the second season is also hilarious. So the other two is uh, my number 10. And I think I think it's a it started as a Comedy Central show. And now I believe it's on HBO Max for season two. So I think you could probably find them both on HBO.
4: Uh...
1: Yeah. Life power. Let's go to number nine.
3: Okay, so my number nine uh, is a new show that came on Netflix this year called Shadow and Bone. Um, kind of like a Lord of the Rings. Um, it's like a, it's a fantasy um world where people have um. I don't know how to. It's like not- a
4: steam. It's like steampunk fantasy. That's how yeah, I would describe
3: but, it, but we yeah. It's based on books. I don't know how to describe their abilities. It's been a while since I've watched it, but they have like powers. They can control. They control elements, almost like the Last Airbender style. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, it's also based it was on really books, right? Interesting. Um, I liked components of it. It wasn't like super teeny, which I find some of those shows tend to go. Like they kind of bridged the gap a little bit to make it more um, like adult friendly. Um, Yeah. It was really good. I liked the world building. So I'm kind of like excited to see where it's going to go. The acting was, was really good, but yeah. Number nine, uh, the new fantasy show on Netflix, shadow and Bone.
4: All right. Yeah. I watched it too and it was good. It didn't make my list, but a good choice wife power. And my number nine, I'm just going to be really quick with this one because we talked about it a lot. Is it Loki?
1: You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. Where I lie, I don't like to talk. But you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. Talkie, talkie. How long have you been here? I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean?
4: You'll catch up the Disney plus Marvel series Loki.
2: So that's coming in at my number nine. Very nice. Okay. Number nine for me, I guess similar to uh, what you guys were saying about what was a search party? Is that like you kind of binged it. So uh, regardless of which season is the best uh, Ted Lasso for me, um, i just got onto this because of my free trial with apple tv plus or whatever it's called so finally got onto the hype train you know the internet's been going crazy about the show throughout the pandemic and finally kind of caught up with all of ted lasso and just really appreciated how just like a feel good sort of positive vibe show just kind of what you need to get you through the pandemic that kind of series so Mm -hmm. there's nothing too stakes aren't too high there's nothing too like raunchy or it's like the opposite of succession if you think about it um it's it's really just like it's it's a feel-good show so i'm going ted lasso
1: yes mr lasso i love it okay good Uh, good choice
2: but i think the first season is really feel good
4: i think it gets darker and i think it's going to shock people that's my guess and it's going to do something and get like and really dark as a show i don't know that's why i think it's going which i think would be very interesting it but, uh, you it's, make it's a, a good point. Yeah. you
2: make a good point but I think at least like morality wise there's something to it like there's
4: yeah, yeah it's the main character is good it's yeah. just a good hearted person unlike so many shows that are anti-heroes and gritty so yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean it is sort of refreshing that way yeah, yeah. good good choice
1: yeah it, it changes tones I think uh, especially part part way through the second season but uh mm. but it to me that's that's good you know, like it's it's a show that wants yeah. to do something different right? Like, it's not just going to be the same thing. Because I do think that Mm -hmm. if you had that first season, or at least the first, you know, two thirds of that first season, uh, all the way through for two full seasons, it might, it lose that luster might get a little tiring. So um, I actually appreciate that they change things up. So um, okay, my number nine, uh, again, we didn't really talk about it on, on the show, Mike, you mentioned Loki, so we don't have to get too far into it. But my number nine, we did not talk about, but has been talked about so much in the last three to four months, that I feel like, if I say anything about it, people are just going to think, well, okay, I know everything about this, or I've seen it because it's one of the most viewed shows ever on Netflix. That is Squid Game. That is my number nine. So, nice. Uh, I didn't know much about it going in. I got in on sort of like the quote unquote ground floor when there wasn't that much talk about the show, and I finished it within a few days. And I don't think it's like this, the best show ever. Like it was treated, I think, for about you know a few weeks or a month there. But I do think that it is worth watching. The message is pretty heavy-handed at some points, but I do think that the show is really good. It has interesting twists and turns. It handles it in a gruesome but fun way, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just it's it's got a lot of very interesting premises, and uh, and there's a lot of really cool interesting things to be said in the show and they do it in a very adult way so uh yeah squid game netflix what are your feelings have... on yeah.
2: whether or not you want to see a season two or if you think it should have a season two
1: well i think they, they're doing a season two i don't know how they're necessarily going to do it but it's definitely not going to be the same way that the first one is so it's going to be something that changes the premise and it's just cool. gonna carry forward with the main character, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine with it and I'll probably watch it, but uh anyone who's scared of of reading subtitles while watching this, watch it with the original voice acting. It is so much better. The
2: W. Okay, d- d- Sirmina
4: so and I have not watched the Squid Games. We have yeah. not watched the Squid Games, and now we feel like the hipster people. <laughs> You know, like you know, like the people who like didn't watch Game of Thrones and they're like, I never watched Game of Thrones. Too was late me. now. That was me. That, that, yeah. you. We're like the hipster people now who have not watched the Squid Games and really have no urge to watch the Squid Games because <laughs> everyone's watched it. And it feels like we missed the moment. You know what I'm saying? I also think so. like
3: everything I've heard about the show doesn't make me want to watch it. That's like fair. I'm just I ask people, I'm like, oh, what did you like love about the show? And then they kind of like explain a little bit of it, and I'm like, Really? <laughs> like that, <laughs> doesn't, that doesn't sound like entertaining. The, at, the, pre- at the all. premise
1: itself feels a little bit heavy-handed with the messaging and mm-hmm. all that, but you you get to actually appreciate the characters. Like it ends up being, especially the second half of it, it's a character piece. Like that's what the show is. It's really not about the premise. That is just the setup for I would say the first three and a half episodes and then the other set six and a half are about the characters that you you follow along the way so um but that I is could, why it's interesting i think
2: i could tell by wh- how you're calling it squid games that you're not really <laughs> up, <laughs> up on the old uh the squid game no it's like battle royale meets uh old boy but it's it's definitely a, a choice it's a, an interesting series
1: yeah it's definitely really interesting so uh, i won't go too far into it but uh all right wife power um are number eight
3: My number eight, I'm not sure if anyone else on this podcast has watched this show, but uh, it's called The Sex Lives of College Girls. Why did you all pick Essex? Oh, I'm here for the Catalan,
1: the college comedy magazine. It's a big deal in the comedy world. A ton of writers on SNL got their start on the Catalan.
3: Cool. I came because it's prestigious. I am going to graduate summa, and then I'm going to go to a tier one law school, and then Max and I are going to move to DC where we're going to become a power couple like Kamala and Doug. Are any of you in relationships? Oh,
1: no, thank you. I didn't come to college to be tethered to some dude I dated in high school. Also, I never really dated anyone in high school, but I'm here. I'm super sex positive, in theory more than inexperienced, and I am ready to smash some D's.
2: Oh,
4: I,
1: think Sam. I watched a couple episodes with the wife, and it was really funny. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. such
3: a good show. I yeah. mean, Mindy Kaling knocks it out of the park. It is so refreshing to have, I mean, she doesn't get enough credit for how funny of a writer she actually is. Um, she, she really is a like at the top of that category for, for females. Like she is outstanding. And, and this show just knocks it out of the park. And I just, it was just, it was really good. And it's not even the humor, like the, the friendships and the, and maybe the, title like misleads it a little bit cuz you hear like sex lives of college girls and you think it's all about that but really is about like the transition to to college and the difficulties that people face with that um i know like the one character she's the smart kid in high school and she gets the good grades and then she goes to university and everything's different she's in a different environment she's struggling to keep her grades up and I think that's a really common story that a lot of people can relate to. So like she really touches on some of these like real life aspects of like going away to college and how you experience like how your life changes and how your experiences changes. And, um, and then they just and like sort
1: was- of put all these characters and, not unrealistic premises from what I saw, but like some of them are, but it, but they're like somewhat exaggerated, but
2: it they're still makes sense. Oh, and it's pretty, all relatable like, too, right?
3: They're pretty, like, I found it pretty accurate. Like you're going to like these parties first year and it's like every party has a theme. It's like, yeah, maybe the themes are a little bit exaggerated for the show. Like, the one party they go to Your is the, naked, the naked party and it's like no <laughs> one's allowed party. That's what I, was thinking. I watched
1: that one yeah <laughs> yeah so
3: it's like obviously that's not but like i mean ha- like i remember toga parties and um like hawaiian shirt party like at, there's tons of theme parties in university so it's like they're kind of touching on those points and um i i love the i just the one scene that, like, made me laugh so hard is um, the one girl, she's, like, small town, super smart kid, and she goes to university, and she's introduced to, like, partying kind of thing for the first time. And she goes to a kegger, and the guy gives her, like, a cup of beer, and then she makes a comment about how, like, she's not drinking it open.
0: Right. Um, <laughs>
3: an open like alcoholic beverage and like everyone at the party's kind of looking around at her. Like it's a kegger. Like they're all open. Everything's like,
0: open. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. then
3: you th- you kind of think about it and you're like, Ooh, was that really safe that we like did that? <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. And um, it's an easy watch cause it's, it's refre- It's also refreshing to have a 20 minute or like 30 minute show mm-hmm. that doesn't take up like an hour um, to watch one episode, so it was a quick watch, and it yeah, those it was episodes fine. fly by for
1: sure. Yeah, um, that was like but, the other two as well. I felt the same way. We we sat there and we watched two episodes. I was like, oh wow, that was a great forty five minutes. You know, we sat mm-hmm. and like watched two at a time. It was it was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So,
3: um, yeah, the sex lives of college girls another crave crave show, but really really good, and and I highly recommend it.
2: Yeah, I think if Sam was doing a list, she would throw that on there. And I was watching along with her. I thought it was really funny, too. I liked how one of the main girls was kind of getting into, like, she wanted to go into comedy, you know, despite her family's wishes. And just seeing that whole angle of it and, like, there were many different layers to it. But, like, just seeing, I I never really pictured, like, what it would be like to go into comedy as a major.
3: And I Uh, I writing that that character is based on Mindy. I, yeah. I figured it is my Oh, um, for sure. That's, yeah. that's why it's very well written
2: up. and it makes you wonder like what kind of shit did you have to put up with going, coming mm-hmm. up, you know? So what, thing did, too, what didn't she have to put up with? Exactly. Um,
3: one of the main girls, I can't think of her name right now. She looked so familiar the whole show. And then when I, after the show, I looked it up and she's actually, uh, Timothy Chalamet's sister. Whoa. Oh, after okay. i looked it up oh. i i was oh, like Timothee's sister yeah like it's just it's so weird just like slightly more feminine. paul
4: atreides yeah it yeah. does look like him but it is funny to oh do really? like oh, okay yeah mm-hmm. i mean they are brother and sister so it's not that surprising but yeah it's just the fact that she looked familiar and then it's like oh, oh that's, that's what who it, it is yeah you know you're not so gonna show it. a movie but from yeah from that. <laughs> um okay want well, me to do my number eight Mike, you can do whatever
1: you want. It's your, it's your
4: You can jump your... to number I'm, one number want. one. No.
1: <laughs> we're done hearing from you, okay? Go to number one. Let's get
2: this my,
4: right.
1: my number eight <laughs> My number
4: eight is another Disney Plus Marvel TV show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So just edging okay. Loki by one spot. And I also yeah. think we did we review this one? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah we, we, did, we got right? into it. Yeah. I think okay, we make so, a point
2: of reviewing all the Marvels.
4: We did, man. Yeah.
2: So so, Those were so you cool. Know, find our episode on
4: that if you want to hear our thoughts but i actually really like this series i'm probably one of the outliers to have liked this series more than loki but i'm reserving judgment till i see loki season two because i still have a lot of questions but for now falcon winter soldier i love the introduction of u.s agent i love the uh way they kind of make falcon sam earn the captain america mantle and shield now that's really rewarding satisfying in the end and sets him up for good for his like own movie and I love The Winter Soldier. He's one of my favorite uh, MCU characters. So just spending more time with them. And they got Baron Zemo back and got him dancing in a club. So that's enough for
1: me.
2: <laughs> so, there you go. Three my seconds eight. of glory made yes. whole, my whole world. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing.
1: And another another th- good thing about this, and really Loki as well, I think, is that they don't overstay their welcome. Like they don't, they're not forced to do 10, 12, yeah. 15 episodes. Like they sort of, they pick a time frame and they sort of tell the story in. What maybe like about
2: six six seven six, hours six, they all do yeah
1: yeah six to eight episodes
2: and i think that works
1: mm-hmm. for all of the shows yeah ian what's up man
2: number eight for me uh less positive than ted lasso we're going yellow jackets and, <laughs> just, a, uh, just a little less positive a little darker a little darker yeah, a show where <laughs> half of it is set in 1996 which is always interesting And uh, yeah, set back in my day, literally. (laughs) Exactly. Back in my day. And it's, it's got a bit of a horror thriller uh, spin and the format is similar to, well, what we're watching now, Book of Boba Fett, but also this is us where it kind of bounces from past to present. And so there's some interesting dynamics there because of the way they choose to introduce certain characters along the way. And I think it's 10 episodes and it just wrapped and uh, yeah, so Yellow Jackets. I think are uh, awesome things about it. Yeah, the main uh, one of the main characters in from the '96 flashbacks is the, one of the mods that we talked about in the uh, Book of Boba Fett. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. My uh, my number eight
1: is uh, I'm I actually thought this was going to be the lowest out of all of our rankings, but Mike beat me to it. But my number eight is Loki. Um. Loki was a fantastic show. I really, really liked it. Uh, it. I'll talk more about other stuff as we go, but I think that Loki did something different. Um, it told a strange story and had great character moments. And uh, I really like. I don't. I don't care what people say if he's annoying or if they don't think his movies are good every once in a while. But throw Owen Wilson in something, man, and I will just watch it. So that I like think I said that when we talked about the show is that he doesn't even have to say wow at any point in the show. And I think he's the standout. So <laughs> I, I, lo- I love him. He's great. I'll watch him in pretty much everything. So my number eight is, uh, is Loki. What power? What's up? Let's go to seven.
3: So my number seven is an Apple TV show uh, called mythic quest. Hmm. Um, and, uh, i think we got introduced to the show this year right mike we just we watched both Both seasons seasons. um this show is funny it is like hilarious um i think maybe like the premise two of them working on a video game i don't know i don't want to go like too much into it but it's just it's funny Um, the character development is so great because even in like season two kind of similar to Ted Lasso like it gets a little bit more you get a little bit more invested into the characters so like when things happen to them like I remember one episode made me cry and I looked over at Mike and I was like how is Mythic Quest making me cry like it literally is the fun like one of the funniest laugh out loud shows I've seen in a really long time. And then now one episode just has me like the complete opposite. Um and the the female leads in this show were just fantastic too. Like it's um, They're the
1: best part, I think. Yeah, I think they're the best p- part of the
3: show. The I don't know the actress's name, but the person that the woman that plays Poppy is just like phenomenal. Like yeah. she is the best. Um but yeah uh mythic quest if you if you haven't uh, seen it try it out
1: nice mike's talked highly about it a couple times so um and season one i think yep. came out maybe two years ago and this one came out this year i think season two, season two so. yeah yep. yeah nice
4: all right <laughs> my number seven is uh dexter new Blood. Oh, the new I didn't know season we were dexter of guy. dexter Wife power and I, huge Dexter fans. I did not uh, know that at all. We, huge Poindexters. Huge Poindexters. That's what we call ourselves. Um, we it didn't, it didn't before. You do now. <laughs> I, I think Dexter was the very first show that, in our relationship, we got really into and hooked on and binged, and we and we ever we were excited for every season. We were basically along for the entire ride of the series of Dexter. It yeah, maybe. be. Yeah. And we pretty much loved every season. The only thing that was disappointing was the finale of Dexter. That's really the only thing that disappointed us was that finale episode and the way it ended. So for them to get to come back and, you know, right the wrongs and give the character a proper ending and it it wrapped it up nicely and that's like I said, it's just what it did. We love this show, and it, it it didn't have a good ending. And it got to it got a redo. Not a lot of th- things get redos, you know. Not a lot of shows get to. And they get redo a crappy pro- ending. Right? They gave him what what is a much better send off, and it was a good show. It was a fun ride. It was back. It was like you know, it felt like you're back in the one of the middle seasons again. And, and you know, he's about to get caught every episode. It was just it's a it's a it's a good show. There was formula the show how that worked, and so they just did it again, but you know brought in his son and, and been older and stuff like that and had a different sort of angle but it was it's uh, I, that's why i like it on my list because i just such a fan of the original series for, and for them to be able to come back and actually get to do a redo and i can now forget about that original ending and this is now the ending and this is so much better ending for the character that i'm happy that i that's what puts the show like
2: up on my list so it almost made my like top five but it just made it outside at seven yeah would you have ranked that this new season new blood or whatever higher than the final season Yes, for sure. Because that ending was so bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the setup, the, yeah. Well, it makes yeah. me interested. I, it's not on my list, but it makes me interested to maybe check it out because I watched only about four seasons of Dexter and then it kind of dropped off.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
2: You know, there was a lot of content on HBO at one point and it just got to like, you know, once you got deep into a show, if you weren't still with it, you just kind of like, I think it's for people like it.
4: Wife Power and I who were with the whole show for its whole ride and it just had that really unsatisfying ending. And now mm-hmm. we got to undo that and you know got to redo like i said now we have a good ending and now it's like can be like a classic show that you don't have to just talk about it's crappy ending like Mm. maybe game of thrones maybe game of thrones in 10 years we'll get to do the same thing you never know (laughs) because game of thrones is an excellent show but every time it comes up people just talk about the shitty ending and it's it sucks it ruins the like entire package right so Yeah. yeah
2: yeah epic um yeah i'm gonna keep mine going number seven and uh it's another show this show i will definitely stick with and you already mentioned it mike Cobra Kai. And for me, I'm not finished season four, but season four dropped in January. So I'm ranking it based on my enjoyment of season three. And uh, yeah, so it dropped last January of 2021. And as as much as I don't think it was as good as maybe the first two seasons in my mind, it still kind of kept that flavor and kept more interesting things coming from the world of the Karate Kid. And I just think it's a great premise. It's a great a uh, sort of feel-good series similar to Ted Lasso, not not too high stakes, but like just enough to keep you rooted in your nostalgia if you were a fan of those Karate Kid films. And it just it sits in that world. It's like a great way to do a, a reboot kind of thing. So, Cobra Kai is great, and I can't wait to see what they they you know what's in store next for it. Because it nice. started as a YouTube series, got picked up by Netflix, and just kind of like a little engine that could keeps. Yeah, up steam it was yeah, I guess yeah. you're right,
4: Ian, because January 1st, 2021 was season three, and then season four was December 31st, 2021. So technically, two oh, wow. seasons dropped last year in 2021. Wow. But yeah, you could consider, you know, there's only one day of
1: 2021 that this well, season was yeah, out. Either way, having something out, yeah, like, like 12 to months makes it later, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, having 12 <laughs> months later exactly in a show is, is actually kind of rare. Yeah. On, on a show like that it seems anyway. So they, they pulled it off. And the fact that it still works, even though Mike, you're saying that maybe it's not as great as previous ones, but still really good is yeah. showing something. That they know what it's they're doing. it's
4: falling victim to the like having to get more ridiculous and outrageous. And at okay. some point it's like, well these are high school kids and now they're just beating the shit out of each other. Like <laughs> and breaking each other's houses and like really doing things that it's like, okay, this is you would all be in jail at this point, yeah, but it's a show. Corrected. So I've suspended my disbelief already, but it's starting to get ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's and, pretty funny.
2: And, you know, you use your own discretion when making your list. Cause like I mentioned, yellow jackets was started late in the year and mm-hmm. just finished recently. So yeah. it's finishing in 2022, but you know, I watched enough of it in 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas book of something like book of Boba fat, I'm putting an asterisk on that one. I'm not going to touch it. That's the next year. Yeah, sure. So yeah, sure. For sure. All right, my, uh, my number
1: seven will more than likely uh, not be on anyone's list anywhere that you probably hear on any podcasts or anything, but I love music, I love documentaries. Uh, the fact that this was a series was great because they were really able to dig deep into it, but it's called 1971, The Year Music Changed Everything, and it is a deep dive into you know Bowie and Elton John and um, you know Neil Young and the Stones. Like just like it, how how music in '71. If you if you look up popular songs from that era, and popular bands and ones that sort of feel like a like a revolution almost. Like that's just what the messaging is. I would. It, 70% of them came from 70 and 71 because that's when a lot of stuff was happening, especially in North America. So they use music as a basis to tell these stories within society. And then they just talk about the issues at hand that were happening at the time. They talked to the artists, they talk to their managers, they talked to their roadies. Uh, they talked to people that just lived in that time, like just, you know, pedestrians, just random people. And it's great music and it's great uh, it's a great look at uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying people crossing the
2: street. <laughs> hey you? you,
1: were you alive in '71?
2: Did they reach up to you, Dave, as host of Back in My Day? I, I, I wish. Yeah, I, I think wish. that they would. I, I
1: bet though. I bet so. if they knocked at my parents' door, my mom would talk all day about 1971. So <laughs> um, it's just it's just really cool because it's a good look at that point in history and about how important music can be. And I just, I love this, the kind of music they talk about. I love all the music in the show. And um, I think it's about seven or eight episodes. It's on Apple TV plus. And I don't know if any, if any of this type of music around that era, like rock and pop music is your style, then that, and, and you're interested in sort of seeing how they tie things into sort of, you know, Vietnam and and all those types of things that were going on at the time, the civil rights movement and everything. That's what this show is really about. And it's just great music along with it. So that's why I loved it. It's 1971, the year music changed everything.
3: That's
1: my number seven.
3: Nice. Um, So number six, this might be a little controversial with some of the members of this podcast. (laughs) But uh, my number six is Hawkeye. Um, Oh, nice.
4: Not controversial at all. Not, Not for me and Ian. We loved it. We did a whole episode oh, okay. about it. Yeah. I,
3: for some reason, you, I remember you saying that it was probably your least favorite of all the Marvel shows that came out this year. But um, <laughs> well,
4: that doesn't mean we didn't love it because they're all the, that good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Spoiler alert. We ranked it last.
3: Anyway, I really liked it because I like that he is the human Avenger. Um, he doesn't have special abilities that make this grandiose plot or crazy, like, powerful villain that he has to fight. Like, he's just... It's kind of the same reason why I love the, the Netflix Daredevil so much. Like, it's its a little bit more grounded in reality. Um, I also loved the humor of the show. Um, I thought it was, like, really refreshing kind of has that like that marvel humor that we all talk about that we kind of like um but yeah i i really enjoyed hawkeye i enjoyed the story i loved the introduction of female
4: character yeah kate bishop and
3: and everything with um when Yelena joins the season like her her and Kate Bishop's interactions were just oh awesome. yeah. like that they were amazing. just such a um, nice
2: payoff from like the ugh. stuff we were talking about when we were talking yeah. about covering Black Widow and reviewing mm-hmm. that like just to go from that to this and seeing how it actually kind of unfolded the fact
4: that Scarlett kind of... Johansson was such a good Black Widow and then they found this actress to take over the mantle and she's just killing it like she's doing yeah. maybe even better like it's just awesome and wow, her Marvel just, is
3: just like yeah, well i don't know cool. i'm not like russian so maybe i shouldn't like talk about it but like it just it seems really good it's believable, like, I, yeah. It's believable. Yeah. yeah
2: um at the very
4: least charming right? it's played yeah. for comedy which is which is funny though right like yeah I, 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 yeah but I hope no worked. russians take offense to it i haven't read any, any hot pieces of uh russians yeah. being offended by it, but yeah. it could still come and disney might have to uh
2: cancel that character but we'll see yeah i read a funny yeah. comment how all of the russians in the MSU refer to kate as her with her full name like kate bishop every time yeah oh yeah that's kate funny. bishop <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's funny i yeah, I, so so I, I finished this
1: show since you guys talked about it because you guys talked about it without me because i had only been i think the, only the first two three i i really like procrastinator
2: it. Yeah, yeah. well
1: man there's so much stuff i haven't watched <laughs> including cobra kai and dexter are two shows that i have yet to watch one episode of so there you go um but uh Missed
4: but i really love dexter
1: man miss the boat on dexter
4: i know yeah don't, I don't even okay. start 10
1: 15 <laughs> years too late <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um but uh, i really liked it because you, you guys are saying oh you know i think this would be something that you really like too and i think i, I think wife power i think you're right there's there's things about this that uh i don't know i i, I do like the whole like Like, I think you said exactly, he's the human avenger I, I like that like i do mm-hmm. like that they went for that they kind of poke fun at it every once in a while so they're poking fun at themselves kind of thing I mean, but I, I appreciate but that. you have it's to
3: it's like yeah. what like what is hawkeye gonna do that like thor can't or like you mm-hmm. know what i mean like it's like you have to poke i mean they do it in the avengers
4: of... movies too right and he's like i'm running around here with a bow and arrow he's like whenever yeah in age of ultron right and it's like they know what the audience is thinking and so they put it on front street and you know it's we movie, also so get over it kind of thing um, yeah
3: I forget what it's called now, but we loved the musical. in it. Rogers yeah. the musical, yeah. Rogers, yes. the so like good. we were saying, if if Disney literally came out with this musical, we would <laughs> but, go yeah, watch we it. We would
1: go see it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like super corny, but they're doing it on purpose. But <laughs> <Well>, they <laughs> hired actual Broadway, like,
4: yeah. like, the, and Broadway stars and Broadway stars, and they so did not
2: cheap out. It like like yeah. it could be a Broadway play. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be
1: surprised if we see it. Wouldn't be surprised.
2: Plus, yeah. I love that the MCU has its own basically like property that you can safely watch around the holidays and like, you know, yeah. it fits, fits yeah. in with the holidays season. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. cool. All awesome. right. Good choice. Wayfarer.
4: Hawkeye. Okay. My number six succession season three. Uh, I really like the show succession and season three was really good again, as they all are. Uh, I think other seasons of succession have been higher on my list. So maybe that says some about the season, maybe, maybe it wasn't quite as good. I think that's probably universally, what people think, but I thought it ended in a very interesting place. I still thought it had the great writing. It obviously has great, great, amazing acting. And um, I'm excited to see the next season. I will, I just, yeah, I really like the show Succession. Yeah. It's, it's- I, I, this is coming up on my list, so we can talk about
1: it even more. Yeah,
2: <laughs> for sure. I will say coming up to number six, Succession is not on my list, um, but I did come around and finally started to watch it. I think the acting's great. I kind of agree with a lot of the things you said, Mike. Doesn't quite make my list. Um, although it is it is similar in my mind to my number six. My number six is Squid Game. And I find that Succession and Squid Game, both very well-produced shows. Both shows, however, very opposite of what I was saying about things like Ted Lasso and uh, Cobra Kai. In that they're they're not really feel-good shows. They're very much the opposite. They are... Like, there's nobody really, no characters really inside any of these series that you would, you, maybe you'd root for, but you would never, like, I don't know, they're, they're all pretty despicable, right? Be like, best friends it's, with, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's an argument of who's the, the worst, like, yeah. who's the absolute worst on the show, right? And there's there's something to that, like, it kept us mm-hmm. coming, both Sam and I watched Succession, kept us coming back. We both watched Squid Game, and I, I would say the difference is, for, Squid Game's only one season, but from episode to episode, we found ourselves excited to see what was going to happen next whereas this one was like it felt like succession was a little bit of shock value and i did think it was well written performances were great love brian cox i just didn't have that i wasn't as invested with any one of the characters mm-hmm. and therefore like i still want to see where it ends up obviously and mm-hmm. maybe it can work its way into my top 10 in a future season but uh, as of right now no squid game hard recommend uh, Dave mentioned a lot of things that I already love about it. It just kept you guessing. It was very well written. Um, you know, if you have an issue with subtitles, you have the option of the dub, but I would just recommend stick with the subtitles yeah. uh, or the original voice actors, um, that that kind of stuff. So Squid Game is kind of one of those things. Like it, it took the internet by storm. It's one of Netflix's hottest properties. They're going to be doing another season, but the first season of Squid Game is definitely something you want to check out.
1: Yeah, and you asked me what do I think about an upcoming season. What about you? I'm going to ask you the same question.
2: Um, I think it works well as a standalone, especially uh, once you kind of see what happens like the various twists and turns that it takes towards the end. So uh, it's kind of what I was saying is like there's a predictability to it on one hand, but on the other hand, it does kind of fool you in ways and there's not really a character. Even the main character is like, you know, he's kind of a scumbag. There's been redeemable qualities, but like when you really think about like what the message is versus how the writing and how the narrative is trying to maybe subvert your expectations. Then you start to question, well, like how I was feeling leading up to what I know, how it ends. Is that how I'm going to feel next time around? So it'd be different, be interesting to see if I watch the first season again or how I feel going into season two. Like if I still feel the same way as I felt maybe like midway season one because i think it kind of changes drastically towards the end where you're like not it sure does. how you feel about it yeah, yeah. but it's still it has, other... it,
1: it's almost in it's it, the season is almost split in three parts in a way
2: it's yeah kind of and it's, it's i inside. think it's still a great ride yeah um
1: yeah. and and i think it's it's worth a watch for sure yeah for sure all right my uh my number six is um another comedy and another one of those shows that has those half hour chunks and is absolutely hilarious it is a one-off. I'm pretty sure they're just doing these ten episodes and that's it. It is also an HBO and HBO Max show. It is called Hacks with Gene Smart, and she is a she's. I mean, she's amazing and pretty much she's a episode. revelation. Yeah, she really is. And this this show just highlights that. It puts a a huge uh, bold italics across it. She is so so great in this. She is a older comic that is kind of you know. Raunchy older comic. She's been doing the same shtick for forty years, and she has this uh, long-running what do they call it? Residency in Vegas. And all of a sudden, she gets the news that her residency is over, and she basically has to fight to be more relevant. That's the idea. That's the premise of the show. And she gets she hires this um, this ghost writer to write help her write her jokes and sort of refresh her jokes and everything. And it's mostly about the two of them and Gene uh, Smart's uh, Deborah's uh, manager and their relationship and just it's it, it, it's it's very similar to what i was saying about um uh about the other two and squid game how it ends up being sort of like a character piece in a lot of ways that's what this turns into but it's very very funny it's absolutely hilarious 100 percent worth the 10 episodes to watch uh that is hacks on hbo
2: well you sold it i'm going to go check it out i'm glad you watched
4: it because i i heard good things and i you know it's We'll want to get around, but there's just lots of TV
1: and not enough time. So I'm, yeah, i I'm yeah, probably on our list. So I'm glad, glad you watched it. Like part of, part of the thing is, is that we weren't sure if we would like it. It's yeah. like okay, the premise seems fine. I mean, it doesn't seem yeah. anything you know ridiculous or anything that we would love necessarily. But then once we watch the first couple of episodes, we go, oh, I see. Yeah, this is this is funny. This is worth your your five hours that it takes right. to watch it. So it's nice. um, yeah, it's not going to go anywhere as long as you have access to HBO, and it's it's hilarious. So.
3: Are they half-hour episodes, Dave?
1: They are half-hour. Yeah, they they vary from you know twenty-five to forty, but yeah, they're half-hour episodes.
3: Yeah. Mike, I feel like we could add this to the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we really really this.
1: funny. <laughs> it was a huge surprise, and it was great. I'd watch it. I'd honestly, I'd, I'd turn around and watch it from the start again. It was really funny. Hmm. All right. and uh, all right, that's our ten to six. Wife power kick off our uh, our top five.
3: So my number five. Uh, is a show I love, and that's Ted Lasso. It has been mentioned. Oh, um, I really like this show. I like everything about it. I like the humor. I love the characters. Um, I like that it's not just a comedy. Um, I mean, season one really focused on that aspect of it. Um, and then season two kind of touched on the premise of like a lot of people use comedy and humor and jokes to hide like deflect uh, their, yeah, yeah uh, like to hide their uncomfortable pain situations or, and hide avoid pain uncomfortable there. situations and you and it kind of makes sense because like the way that ted lasso is in the first season like nobody is really that like positive <laughs> and um i mean he still is like a really fun loving guy but like I'm glad that they made the character a little bit more deeper. I think yes. it adds to it. Um, and I think it gives the the show more depth. That being said, he's not my favorite character. I am a Roy Kent super fan. <laughs> nice. That character just kills me. Like he's it's it's just the funniest character I've seen in a while. Like he's just so like He expresses no emotion, but he has – But he's emotional at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like the way that the the actor portrays the character, like he just nails it. I love everything with his – that he films with the niece – Yes, yes. their dynamic is hilarious. As the the Um, soccer
1: coach and everything, he's
4: how much he
2: swears. Yeah, on a spectrum of like quote unquote good people, he would be the exact opposite of Ted Lasso. Right? Like he's just like
1: well, well, they present him that way, especially in the first season. But like his character develops between the second half of the first season and this entire one. They do. He's probably the well. I mean, Ted Lasso is interesting in this season too, but Roy's probably goes through the most I would say but he's so
4: much better than Ted Lasso he's like honest he just says whatever he feels he just like fuck this fuck that whatever I feel he doesn't whereas Ted Lasso (laughs) they're they're cracking his (laughs) facade that whole act he's doing is just to cover his own his own uh, mental health issues right and that's what they're getting at and so it's like I think I think Roy is something that Ted would like strive to be like and just be like stop caring people think stop putting on an act just be yourself and that's what roy kind of seems like he is like that's a good point but
2: realize realize that roy also puts up walls too which are starting to be broken down throughout yeah he does yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah.
3: and i mean who would have thought that nate would have became the villain like Mm -hmm. i by the end of season two i hated him like you start off the show and you're rooting for him and then spoilers
4: by the way for all the shows but but, no i'm just throwing it on now yeah (laughs) but
3: um i mean his character it's like you talk about like characters changing and it's like he his character really goes through through the bullied
4: becomes the bully you know and you feel so bad for him and then all of a sudden you hate him actually like we're talking about now people that love season one and the internet seem to collectively hate season two wife power and i watched it back like together i think i actually have to think season two is much better and much more interesting yeah. than season one that's my opinion it's that's a stronger
2: opinion. it's a stronger season and the, there's probably something to be said for that having binged it and not having yeah. to reflect as much and wait between episodes and yeah like, people probably because... wanted more of the
4: same more of the first season just that positivity every episode but mm-hmm. what you're getting when you, is actually there's a lot more there to chew on and it's saying a lot more and it's it's more interesting i think for so sure. anyways and no, no, no we're,
1: we're we're getting into it and, and it's good because uh Ted Lasso is my number 4. So I'll just say mm-hmm. it because it's it's nice. coming up in a couple spots. Um yes. I all the stuff we've talked about, that's why it's my number 4. And, and I do think that um yeah, like like we've said the word deeper or things get more interesting. Like that's what it's doing and like I said earlier when it was mentioned, like that's why the second season is still such a standout. The first is is sort of a surprise and it's sort of like wow, this feel good show and then they choose to do something interesting with 90% of these characters. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like it's just about Ted and Roy and that's it, right? Like, everyone goes through something in this and they spend those 10 episodes and don't waste any time with a... It, well, not waste time, but I think you know, they they, they find don't a waste, waste time in-
4: building a ship for half an episode, for example. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know he's killing you with kindness he's like sickly sweet and using comedy as like a, a mm-hmm. mask yeah but i think that that's there's also something to be said for his like sort of fish out of water water nature coming from the states going to the uk it's mm-hmm. easier for someone like that to pull that off mm-hmm. and not be called out on being a fraud. he's the charming american i yeah, love yeah. it takes place in england that's yeah, a lot of fair parts of it that the show. is the best part yeah. of the show they're, yeah. always, they're always 100%. at
3: the pub having dinner
2: yeah, And and I couldn't, like, we're going to talk about Ted Lasso. I mean, you said it was your number four, Dave, but we can't let it go by without saying, what is it? Jamie Tart Jamie Jamie Tart. That's the best part, for sure.
1: Also, another character that you didn't expect to do anything with, and they actually do something with him again in this season. I love his
4: accent. His accent is just... Uh, i could listen to it all day it's just perfect i love it <laughs> watch out white power mike, mike likes <laughs> his accent <laughs> what's that <laughs> thing for jamie tarts accent
2: that's, that's uh liverpool scouse accent yeah shout out shout out to my scouse boys mm-hmm.
1: okay so that's uh Wife powers number five that's my number four so i'll skip over my number four mike what's your number five
2: all right not sure if
4: this is going to be on any of your guys uh list this is one of my unique ones but uh, it's an animated show on Amazon Prime based on a comic book written by Robert Kirkman, the writer of The Walking Dead, and that's Invincible. Whoa, slow down. What's up? <laughs> Cecil asked me to save Mount Rushmore, but I left Amber waiting in the room, so I got to... You left
2: a girl in your room while you flew off to deal with a crisis. hmm Good. I mean, not good for her, but good. That's the tricky part of the job, balancing what you want to do with what you need to do.
4: And Invincible is his uh, superhero, epic superhero long-running comic book. His sort of attempt at Superman or making a costume sure, Superman, superhero yeah. costume superhero yeah. character. And the comic really popular uh, between in, in like comic circles. Uh, I've read like the first, I don't know, 80, 90 issues. Like I've, but, yeah, I've read a lot of them. I got hooked on it. I loved it. Uh, The show is incredible and does a really, really good job of adapting the book series. And it is, like I said, like he has, he's invincible. He kind of has the powers of Superman, but it's a very unique story. It's nothing like the Superman story. It sort of starts that way and makes you think it's going to be like the Superman story, but it really is nothing like that. It's his own thing that he's made and it's adult, like the walking dead and Actually, the anime, anime series is really, really good. They're making a live action series somewhere. Whoa, I forget where. Oh, what? And I was kind of like bummed because it's like there's it something that happens. Yeah. Did you watch it?
1: Dave? I I watched. I want to say four episodes. I really liked it for some reason. I didn't finish it, but I liked. I definitely really liked the one. There's that something
4: talking. that happens in the book and the show. I won't ruin it. That makes it unique. That makes the story of the character Invincible unique. Mm-hmm. And they say they said they weren't going to make the live action show exactly like the animated show. Okay. but it's like but the animated show is true to the comic book which has that element that i'm not yeah. trying to spoil yeah. and if they don't do that in the live action show like what's the point burn it and throw it in the garbage you know what <laughs> i mean and i will hate it but anyways that's what i'm worried about that they're, they're they're worried about there's already been this adaptation they have to do something different and that always ends terribly when yeah studios when do that yeah, yeah when it's sports like that so anyways just if i if i was me i would just say stick to the animated show it did such a good job the art style is something unique where they actually tried to copy the style of the uh, Ryan Otley, I think his name is the artist uh, of the book and like animate it and make it, you know, on the screen. So, and it worked. It's awesome. So it they looks They properly
2: great. credit the artist is the question. I <laughs> hope they did, but I hope I did too. But anyways, poor, it's poor a it's David a great show. Poor David Aha, They just ripped off his art style for the Hawkeye series. Like, I know. Oh yeah, that's um,
1: right. Yeah, yeah
4: yeah but it's a image it was it's an image um image comic series and they're usually good with both creators uh ryan otley yeah that's and and uh corey walker i guess is another creator but ryan otley i think is i think they're both artists i was gonna say about
2: invincible it's it's not on my list but it is rare that the creator of the comic would get to go and create the, the animated series which i think was like really cool for robert kirkman to be involved like to be able to do that with his baby. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like he's, he's had so much success with the walking dead. I'm a really a big fan of the walking dead. Wasn't uh, I'm going well, to not it rare a, when you
4: write for image comics, cause you
2: actually own the characters that you, create well, yeah, no, yeah, you make a so, good point, but I think yeah. most, most of the time you're dealing with, like, if you're doing Marvel, PC, you see Marvel yeah, then, and then yeah. it's someone else adapting your stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's something that I'll, you know, I'll check out eventually. I've watched a couple episodes, so definitely. I'll definitely give it a shot. But my number five is a different animated series. And it won't be a surprise to anybody. Star Wars: The Bad Batch, number five for me. Oh, major um, top five. Nice. Number top five. It. I mean, the my top five is very like on brand. It's stuff that like you know from week to week, episode to episode. It's stuff that I love talking about. This is the reason why we talk about a lot of the stuff on the podcast. Uh, it's just it's got lots to dive into. And if you're a Star Wars fan, there's plenty to love. The series on the surface. Thought it had a great sort of uh, introductory setup in the final season of Clone Wars. They had like the first four episodes of season seven were kind of setting up these Bad Batch characters. Yeah, you told I, me to watch those ahead of time, and I did. And they were they were really good episodes too. They're and great. did that pay off your experience? For it watching did. It, I think series? it
1: actually helped. I think it did help. Cool. And I think they, I, I know I don't know if they knew Bad Batch was coming when they did that. They probably had an idea, but uh, but I think it did help set the table really well. So I think it actually did. And uh, and did
2: you effect. actually go on and finish season seven of Clone Wars? Yes, I did. It was excellent. It was awesome. So, and I never even finished watching Clone Wars. I only watched the first two seasons. So, so <laughs> I love that season. The final four episodes are real strong and real oh, cinematic, so but even those middle four episodes kind of factor into the bad batch as well, yep. which is great. Yep. It's, so it's great, all, it's that all season, that season's great. I mean, it's, it's a great so, time to be a Star Wars fan. I, yeah. I won't go on too much about the bad batch. We did cover sort of like the first section of the series and uh just to to say that i really enjoyed it towards the end so i would say the first episode starts off really strong this the last episode i feel is very strong and there's kind of like hit and miss episodes in the middle it's a 16 episode season so not every one of the episodes was my favorite but there was enough keeping me coming back week to week and wanting more of it so yeah Yeah. the bad batch was pretty sick it was like it's like my season two it's like my number 11 it's like "Eh, it's right there it's right there. i really liked it it's the kind of thing where like you know, the extended, expanded, uh, sorry, expanded Star Wars universe or galaxy was never really involved in the TV, uh, sorry, Mm -hmm. in the movies and now the live action television. Now we're actually getting connections uh, like through lines from animated stuff into the live action. So it makes it worthwhile even more so to check out some of the animated stuff, the stuff that Dave Filoni worked on, the stuff that's coming out now. Because it is going to be relevant to the uh, the Star yeah. Wars scouts, I, I think they did a really good job with it.
1: I think it starts, like you said, it starts really strong. There's most of the episodes of the middle are really great as well. Uh, it's a lot of like Monster of the Week stuff, but yeah. when they don't do that, it still really works. So
2: yeah, and a lot of that stuff is just very Star Wars, right? Like every it
1: episode is. feels like Star Wars. It so really it's is. like it's yeah.
2: it's it's pretty cool in that respect for sure.
1: Okay, again, again to my top five. My number five is one that was a huge surprise last year and was also on my list. Season two dropped right at the end of 2021, and it is now probably one of my favorite, I would say, comedies, question mark, of the last um, few years, that is How To with John Wilson.
2: I told him I was making a student film about memory, and he started sharing some of the weird experiences he's had in the uh, world of supermarket inventory. So here's another one too, the Raisin brand guy. I know he always used to have sunglasses but now he's never wore sunglasses ever. Febreze, I always remember it being spelled with two E's. Febreze, now it's Fabrez. and it's always been this way. Like, that's the point that I wanna make. It's always spelled this way. It's never been spelled with the two E's. Not everything he said resonated with me, but I definitely thought uh, Febreze had more E's in it.
1: Uh, this show is amazing. <laughs> This show blows my mind every five minutes. I, I, oh my God, I have a smile on my face the entire time I'm watching the show until you get to a point in some of the episodes where you just drop that smile really fast because they give you a really human moment. And I'm like, oh shit that's where they went with this i'm sorry and did you just say mark davis's fishing master i, I didn't hear that. <laughs> now if it was how to with mark davis then that would probably be number 1 but <laughs> um yeah how to with john wilson another hbo show it's really really hard to explain but basically the guy goes around new york city and the new york area and tells a small story for example in in season 2 is how to find a spot and it's how to find a parking spot in New York city. And it goes from that in the first couple of minutes to how you hang on to things that you don't really need or what it means to have space and people with you. And it's just, that's sort of where the show goes. It's really a train of thought for half an hour. That's really what the show is. And I highly recommend it, but I 100% know that it's not for everybody but I absolutely love it. So uh, give me your favorite
2: how to like moment episode.
1: Oh, my favorite episode. Ooh, out of both seasons. I mean, I, I, I think the first one's a little bit stronger, but I think actually the last episode of season one is sort of a gut punch because it talks about him living in this old building with his landlord and how, Um, people that are unexpected to you mean a lot to you in your, in your life while also, you know, sort of having jokes along the way. And then it really starts getting like, it gets like shit gets real because it, it talks about how COVID hits in it and how his landlord gets sick. And he just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to explain. I would say how to find a spot is a really good one to get into because it's really fun and relatable for pretty much anybody that lives in the city, and then I would say uh, the last couple of episodes of season one are probably the easiest. So, uh, yeah, I sounds know sounds like sounds like a riot. <laughs> it is a riot, and I know that there's lots of people that don't like this show, and that's totally fine. Uh, yes, there is an episode of someone I'm that sorry. has a recircumcised penis. <laughs>
2: Re-circumcised. Re-circumcised penis. He tries to
4: undo his. He he's he finds some guy trying to undo his circumcision, and that's yeah. where the episode goes. Okay, the show. That's the kind of show that we're talking about here. It sounds crazy, but it's Dave's right. It's actually hilarious. It's, like, so, you know, it's actually hilarious. it's so
1: friggin' interesting. Major yeah. top five, so maybe it's worth a look. I can't stop watching it. It's it's so good. Um, yeah. So sorry, wife power but I love
3: it. <laughs> I feel like there's just something with those like type of shows that is just like the female gene is just like, no, <laughs> it's like, I just, X, I just no. none of them work for me. And it's like, it's not that I don't have like a sense of humor. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, it's Make stupid sure.
4: sense of humor, is what it is it's like yeah, this it's it's,
3: just, it's so dumb. Yeah.
4: Even the way he's like his voice is delivering, like it sounds so wow. I, unscripted I and just rambly and just like it, it I can I can see it, but it, it is like and it's a my alley too, and I think it's hilarious. Dave's right. a good pick. Well, it's
3: just like Mike loved this, like what's the show? Uh oh Nathan for you. Oh, and it's like well, he, it he made me watch a couple of episodes, time. and I was just like, no, please do and then he made me watch actually it's the one that you were talking about dave with the landlord and i was just like no you watch the show on your own <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's so good i love it oh my
1: god
3: uh yeah i i i,
1: I yeah i can go on and on about it but uh, it's hard because it's not meant for everybody so um that's my number five my number four is ted lasso so i won't get to my number four but wife power it is time for your number four i believe
3: uh so my number four takes us back to Disney plus um, mm. actually came out earlier in the year, but it's WandaVision. Oh yeah um, I really liked it. Um, I guess it was the first MCU show am I am I correct? Yeah uh,
1: for this year yeah, yeah I think it, it was, was right? the first
3: yeah. yeah, um so we didn't really know what to expect. Um, and I just feel like WandaVision delivered. Um, it was great to have those characters as the lead. Um, it was, it was kind of fun, like having no idea what, what was happening for like the first little, like the first couple of episodes. Um, but they were still interesting. Whereas like, I was telling Mike, like the reason I didn't really like the, um Falcon and Winter Soldier one was the whole show was predictable you knew what what they were setting up from start to finish there wasn't really like much left to the imagination whereas WandaVision you had no idea where they were taking it um so I just I I really liked it I thought it was fun um I liked the homage to like classic old-timey television for like the first couple episodes um, the Halloween episode was really fun. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm sure we talked about this on a previous podcast episode. But my number four is WandaVision.
2: Awesome, awesome, nice, nice. All right, you're totally right about the format. Like we had no idea what to expect from Marvel series, yeah. so that was a great one to kick it off. Sort of kick off this post End Game, Far From Home, like Infinity Saga that we got from the movies. Yeah, that was a great way to kick off Disney Plus. So, Mike, what's your number four, man?
4: My number four, man, has already been talked about, so I'll be quick. Mythic Quest Season 2. I will just throw out there, and I think Mythic Quest, one of the funniest shows of all time. I think it's in my top five. I laugh so hard when I watch that show. All time. All time. Holy. I think it is funnier than Seinfeld. I'm willing to put that oh, into the my world. Because <laughs> Seinfeld is not in my top five. But
2: yes. I said <laughs> really to make Dave angry. Wait a second. You Seinfeld in your top five? Oh you're, not you're at,
0: Oh here. my god. I like
2: Seinfeld, but I'm not like
4: so <laughs> up high up in Seinfeld as everyone else is. But I love, nothing against Seinfeld. It's just there's funnier shows than out there. That's all. I'm not it doesn't have to be number one. Oh, yeah. oh my, to, I love the quest. I died. To I our died listeners,
3: laughing. I feel like the band is breaking up and this will be the last <laughs> episode of Back in My Day.
4: Did you not know that I wasn't that high on Seinfeld? Oh no no, 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 I know I never that you remember. don't like oh, okay. think it's
1: the greatest thing or whatever, but I would nothing against it. Oh. Just no, 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 no. It's not that what's against Seinfeld. I just cannot my personally, personally. Comedy is very very personal obviously yeah like we just talked about with with john wilson absolutely right but i could never in my life ever see mythic quest being ahead of seinfeld in any way whatsoever that's why it blows my mind i
4: that's know my mind. i did that so Seinfeld my mind. is
1: also not for everybody i, I know no, that. like i know it, for no sure. but i also do like seinfeld that's the funny part so it's like it's like that's
4: how funny i think mythic quest is i just died i thought it was awesome it just Especially, point right there yeah sure yeah exactly i was just trying to say how funny i actually think it is um and that's basically all i have to say is that it's a really funny show
3: rob mcelaney from it's always study in philadelphia
4: is probably also my top five so that gives you a little bit of uh, my sense of humor. So, you know, and it, it does have sort of those sensibilities, although it's clean, not as raunchy and offensive. Um, so in that way, it's more for everyone. Uh, but it's definitely for nerds and gamers. And, you know, it's it's so good, man. It's so funny. And it does throw in that one, uh, one sort of drama episode that makes you cry per season, which I think just adds that much to the show. It shows that the show writers are actually really, really really good writers and could write any style. They're just choosing to write comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? Is the one like, in the
1: second season just as good as the first one or yeah. is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like, I know that's not the show, but I am that person. Yeah. That, that I am that person that thinks that that episode in the first season, I only watched three quarters of the first season, but I wish that was the show because to me, it's like, I watch that episode and I go, and then I go back to the actual show and I just, It didn't work for me the same way it does for you guys. That's all.
3: I feel like you would maybe like season two a bit better, Dave, because it does kind of do the Ted Lasso thing where like first season, super, super funny. You're getting to know the characters. And then second season, they dive a little bit more into like the actual character arcs and who they are as people. Yeah, for sure. um, I don't remember crying in the first season, but there was an episode for a hundred percent there was an episode in the second season where i was just like it really pulled at the heartstrings and you you were you're kind Mm -hmm. of just like wait i thought i was watching a comedy like this is (laughs) right well it's a good sign
1: that's good yeah no it's good
3: it's to to be that invested in characters in a comedy um it really they like they're doing a good job
1: yeah awesome uh, that was your four, right, Mike? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going through fours, yeah.
2: Yeah, so Mythic Quest I haven't seen, and you guys actually make me want to watch it. I'm sure I'll enjoy it for all those reasons. Can't see it kind of touching the upper echelon of... <laughs> Seinfeld, yeah, I know. Uh, Seinfeld's probably... A kind I of was baiting almost... people there, but... Uh... <laughs> I think it is my number one sitcom because in in a lot of ways we talk about how Simpsons we were constantly referencing it through our ch- throughout our childhood. Seinfeld is something that kind of never fully leaves you. It's like Yeah. <laughs> it's always lingering. If you if you're a big fan of it anyways, you always know all the references and where they pop up. And, yeah, literally every so.
1: day. Every day yeah. in my brain. It's yeah.
3: It's I think so, what's yeah. like refreshing about Mythic Quest, just to like touch on it a little bit more, yeah. is like comedy these days. It's like us as society have gotten a lot more sensitive and you can't, society. Away- <laughs> <laughs> you can't like get away with the same humor that you got away with like 10 years ago because In like Seinfeld some- for example example yeah Seinfeld's <laughs> a perfect example it's like someone is always going to be offended and I think what we liked about Mythic Quest is they just don't care and it's they go back to like this is comedy like these are jokes we don't mean anything seriously like let's have a laugh and and take it for what it is it's 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 comedy it's it's humor it's a joke and um you either like it or you don't and we don't really care and and i think that's like it's kind of refreshing to watch a show that like doesn't care (laughs) because every everyone well, it's um, always a
4: Sunday in Philadelphia that does that, even times a hundred. But yeah. only comedies can get away with it because they can, they can have those characters that say the things mm-hmm. that are not to be said, but they are making fun of those characters. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of mm-hmm. like in stand-up comedy, you can kind of get away with saying yeah, things you can never say anywhere else. So it is, it it does that, but it doesn't do it as as offensively as you don't take it as far. But it's still. But yeah, you know they. Yeah, I know what you
2: mean. Yeah, Yeah. well, it makes me want to check it out for sure. And, uh, you know, Seinfeld and even Friends, they were like that primetime one-two punch, and neither of those shows get made today. So you make a good point, Mina, mm-hmm. about that. So it would be interesting to check out a good comedy with Mythic Quest. My number four had some comedy in it, but it also had some heartfelt emotion, and it had some great action. And that will be... Probably the trajectory of the remaining of my top four. Comedy, action, heart. That's right. at right. all. Uh, <laughs> my number four is also the fourth live action MCU series. I already mentioned, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Ooh. Yeah. Hawkeye made it. And, you know, I guess you know where I'm going with the rest of my list. <laughs> Hawkeye made the list. And I loved it. As much as we kind of joke that it's our least favorite of the live action, It was. it had a lot of heart. It had me coming back yeah. more week to week. I really enjoyed, uh, Mike, our recap of the whole series. I thought it had lots of great surprises. Every episode kind of ended with a little bit of a cliffhanger and, uh, and a surprise. Um, so, yeah, Hawkeye was great. And I think what it did for the MCU is not to be understated. It kind of uh, allows you to take one of those OG Avengers like Hawkeye, one of the more human elements, similar to how they did with Black Widow. They kind of passed the torch on to another generation of, that can carry that mantle, um, and you know it's funny because it's kind of those characters, Hawkeye and Black Widow, are related uh, in that they have a deep relationship in the Avengers, and then now carrying on, they found a way to intertwine the the newer version of Black Widow and the newer version of Hawkeye, and make them kind of have their own thing going too in in the new sort of post Infinity Saga MCU. So the Hawkeye is not only a great holiday special mini series of six episodes, but it's also just like something I could see myself going back to circling back to, especially as this universe expands. So I highly recommend Hawkeye.
1: Okay. I've already talked about my number four again with Ted Lasso. So we will go to our top three wife power kicking off the top threes.
3: Uh, So my number three um, takes us back to HBO crave again um and it's mayor of east town
1: oh yeah um, yeah yeah yeah
3: i loved this show um i loved the actors uh dave you touched on jean smart she's in the show she is actually right like, she's pretty much like the comedic relief of the show um kate winslet was just phenomenal in the role of mayor yeah. um and uh even Evan Peters like really surprised me in the show. His character, um, detect- I think it's Detective Sable. Um, Sable, he, yeah, Sable. He was really, um, really, really good in the show. And him alongside Kate Winslet, he really holds his own. Um, but I liked, I liked the story. I love like these detective type shows, and for some reason HBO just like does them so well. Um, you think of like true to det- like the, the really good true detective seasons. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I loved Mare of Easttown. I thought the acting was phenomenal. I thought the story yeah. was good. Um, I like that you didn't like some of these detective shows now, like you can kind of figure out who the killer is before the end. Um, but this one really kept, kept like, uh, kept, kept you guessing, um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and they didn't they didn't try to hide it with like stupid things that were happening or ridiculous scenarios. Like it was all pretty believable. And you weren't really ahead of the characters unless for whatever reason you figured it out, right? And uh yeah, it's I this show was great. I love this show.
3: Yeah, and I don't I I think like the way that they did it, Dave, like to your point, is like you as things unraveled for the characters, they were also unraveling for you. So it's like you're kind of piecing it together at the same time that Mare is. So it's like mm-hmm. you're almost in her shoes solving the case. So it's like you're going around finding the evidence, finding the clues, having these like conversations with people and things click for you. And it's like they also click for Mare and you're and then you see how that like unfolds with the plot and like how she how she solves the um murder and stuff but it was really good um i am a little bit iffy they confirm there's a season two Ooh, sometimes i, I kind of mm. wish like
0: yeah
3: like true detective was a little bit different because like you could bring like they have the the you can bring in different detectives and yeah, stuff it's an like anthology that. style but i mean yeah yeah this show is literally is there called really a Mayor... season 2 coming? Yeah, they just confirmed it. Oh, I um, so. So it's not it's mm-hmm. no longer a limited series, but I mean the show is called Mayor of Easttown. So it's like you yeah. still you <laughs> like... have to follow Mayor of Easttown. So it's it kind of like we'll see. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm not It'll Also be not... a
2: nightmare. Yeah. Um <laughs>
3: but I hope I hope that like if they're going to do it they've got a good I just don't see it having the same impact that this season had. Yeah. Um it, like,
1: it's a great standalone. Nothing can be story. one and done in,
4: at least in North America anymore. It's like if you got yeah. something good, you gotta milk it dry. Well,
1: Gene Smart hacks, yep. that's a one and done, apparently. They're Hopefully. doing it we'll, again. We'll, yeah. see. I mean, we'll see. Obviously a completely yeah. different show. But she's also very she's very good in this as like a serious character too in this show. Like she's not She
3: is, but she yeah. they do use her as like that comedic. She's release. like the cranky
1: old lady yeah it's, but but she does um, such a good job she's amazing
3: uh, yeah every I've, pretty Everyone much every in the actor show, is in really the show great. just does yeah. such a great job it's just such
1: a dark show it's such a dark dark mystery a dark show and everything but it, you're right the acting even if you're like not in the mood to watch like a dark mystery show murder type thing the acting in this is like friggin' amazing it's some mm-hmm. of the best out of the whole year i agree
2: I have a question because I only watch we only watched the first episode and then we I think we were watching a lot of the time and just kind of didn't go back to it. So my question is, if you weren't like super invested by the first episode, does it something that like progresses, like gets better as it goes? Actually, yes, I actually do think it gets better as it goes. Yeah,
3: Yeah, you get more invested in like the characters and in Mare, especially like the more you learn about her and her life and like um because they touch on like how weird it is to be the detective of the small town you live in where you know everyone because it's like now everyone you know and like all your friends even your family are suspects because it's like it's such a small tight-knit community and like how she navigates that so like i i would probably recommend going back and giving it especially if you've had no spoilers ian like Mm -hmm. i would i would definitely go back and give it a chance maybe at least until like episode three and see like if you start to to get invested in like the story and the um the plot like i really like these detective shows so like it just hooked me right away but um i like
2: true detective
3: yeah, I think if you like true detective, I think you'll you'll end up yeah. liking this one.
1: Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think I think I think my power's right. I think it's it's 100% worth another shot. If it doesn't hook you, it doesn't hook you. That's fine. You move on. But I think it's definitely worth giving it another couple hours at least. Mike, what's uh let's kick off your top 3, man.
4: All right. Top 3. Number 3 for me is a Netflix series starring Henry Cavill called The Witcher. I'm talking about The Witcher season 2.
1: The North and South at war. Monsters roaming they should be hibernating.
2: Maybe it's the end of days. Are you in the death right, right, ride, 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 ride,
0: ride. I've lived through three supposed end of days. It's all
4: horseshit. Uh, the Witcher has replaced, you know, uh, like kinda like Game of Thrones in our household. It's the new like fantasy show that we're really into and it's just excellent it's really good um yeah i'm just gonna keep it short and sweet and just i think everyone's probably heard about the witcher do they play gwent in the series they do not play
1: gwent i'm waiting for that to happen i haven't seen any card playing and it is based on uh it is based on the books rather than the games but i do think that they take the look and feel from the games the show I, is yeah.
4: actually someone told me it's more of like a mashup inspiration a from the books okay. and the and the games okay. it actually is inspired also by his voice and his, his voice, voice and his love is, is very exactly look. the same yes. how many so, seasons now two yeah, yeah. They're not that long it's really good though it's
2: a really really good fantasy fantasy well, uh, world building well, i'll stuff, ask you so. this though so great we're show. all kind of sitting around waiting for that great video game movie to come along is this one of the better video game based series out there
4: it it would be in my mind the best except it's the source material is really a book so i don't know if i would even i don't know if i would even chalk it up to a video game show unfortunately i would say more of a book i think the video game is more inspired the look but everything all of it, it's
2: probably characters story is probably mine from the book so i guess is it the book or the video game that you would have known going into this
4: I didn't play any of it,
2: so I just wanted cold, yeah, and I got okay. got hooked, yeah. So, so do great. you have any idea how faithful it is? Is what I'm trying to get at. No, I don't. Yeah. I
3: heard yeah. I heard it is pretty faithful, um, based on like interviews I've watched. Henry Cavill is like he he's a he apparently is a nerd, yeah, um, and he gets really into, um, the fit fa- like the actual stuff the lore of the everything yeah. the lore yeah like i think he reads the books i think he plays the video game like yeah. he apparently on the set is the expert like he knows more um so i think i think that plays to how good the show is because mm-hmm. the lead of the show and such a strong actor with henry Kevill, like he has that capability to like give so much more because he's so well versed in like, yeah. And he cares about it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like he, this is, he talks about how like, this is one of his favorite roles that he's ever played. Um, But uh, I would say if you do watch it in between season one and two, an anime movie came out. Um, Mm. Do you remember what it's called? Mike? It was like, it's The Witcher or something. Maybe we
4: should save this for our movie episode.
3: Oh, okay. That's,
4: that's what you call a
2: tease in the industry. I would say I would watch
3: <laughs> the, the movie. <laughs> that's, a,
2: that's a great tease, but I want to hear what Mina's is saying. So is this something that you would you would benefit from watching? I would movie? say
3: watch the season one. of. If you do, decide, I would highly recommend going back and watching this. If you watch season one stop watch this movie and then go into season two because there's okay. a lot in the movie that builds build it it's more world building that makes season two that more meaningful
4: nice the cool thing about the witcher yeah. is that netflix is kind of all in and the, the yeah. first steps season was so uh such a hit for them that they've gone all in and they've invested a lot there's there's a new live action series coming out that's going to take That's gonna be a prequel series they're making animated movies they got the show so get on the show now and then you can get into all the rest of it and the movies then it's cool it's definitely something it's a fun time to be a fan of this property because it's kind of like all these things are now coming out and if they can do game of thrones which is a tv show it can almost yeah. you know do that and then expand it even more and give you movies and shows and video games and like i don't know
2: it's been interesting it's kind of cool and it's so far they've nailed everything they've done so I'll definitely nice. give it a look, it. knowing that it's your number three. I'd definitely mm-hmm. be going it alone, but I think that's probably why I haven't got to it yet. But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take. Hey, my my wife's
1: watched the whole thing without me. I've yet to get to it, so that's she impressive. loves it. She thinks, yeah, she loves it. I I don't know why I haven't gotten to it. You got to worry about Cavil, my friend. I, I know, right? <laughs> I, actually, maybe she has to worry about it. He's the guy who's building PCs on his YouTube channel and all that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. All right, Ian. What's your uh, What's your third? all right well we're staying on the marvel train that's right what? What? um no way yeah, yeah. What? no 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 shot no shot so hawkeye <laughs> being tv the... shows
4: did marvel make tv shows this year or something i must missed
2: that i don't know i thought they just <laughs> i thought they just uh they just
1: had uh i thought it was just ya novels i thought that's what that's the direction they went
2: coming from uh, 2020 that was barren wasteland for obvious reasons and then going into 2021 which has four MCU films and four MCU series. It's quite a whopper. So, you know, Hawkeye being the fourth one to come out and my number four, my third is the first one to come out. You'd think it'd be higher on my list. I'm I'm surprised it's not higher on my list, but uh it, it was definitely the the you know, it's the first one that came out, Wandavision. So it was my favorite at the time. But uh I have my reasons for why I like other ones more. Wandavision though, it does feel the most unique as far as the format goes. I liked a lot what uh, Mina was saying about how you didn't really know what was going to happen. It was kind of a mystery and you, you liked watching it unfold and evolve as it kind of went through the ages of sitcom homages, starting with like sort of the fifties and sixties sitcoms going into the seventies and eighties and then finishing off strong with those sort of a nineties vibe. Uh, didn't really touch. Well, I guess it touched early 2000s or late nineties, but, uh, but basic, basically just giving you the full spectrum. Although, not really feeling like a series as much even though it was paying homage to the sitcom format it didn't feel like that kind of episodic even though it was shifting its tone or it's uh going you know advancing through the decades it didn't feel as much of like uh like an episodic thing more like just like a like a mini series like uh elongated movie like a start to finish like standalone story they don't really it doesn't i don't don't think they would need a season two of Wandavision. just like no i hope nice not, standalone <laughs> but i mean this was the first one that really got me sort of diving deep on like what ifs and you know almost to a detriment because yeah. like the, the the fan theories were getting kind of crazy but it was just fun to speculate and uh, it's still kind of one of those shows that keep, keeps you thinking and i think we're gonna see that it actually means a lot more as yeah. the MCU evolves because we're yeah. going to go into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and there's going to be ties back to Westview and WandaVision. So I think yep. for anybody following what's going on in Marvel, we say th- that it's getting so big now that you don't need to really follow everything. This right. does seem kind of a tentpole series that you'd want to check out if you're going to be watching any of the movies that are coming out over the next couple of years. So yeah, yeah. I agree. WandaVision nice uh my
1: number three has been talked about already uh it is a show that maybe not the fir- eh, maybe not every episode is is a banger in this season but succession is still one of the best shows on tv hey here
2: you tried to kill dad again fatty do you have a fetish for nearly killing dad like just the tip but for killing dad the fbi
4: is downstairs Tell them to fuck off yeah these are the ones who don't fuck off
1: can we ask them to come back tomorrow I just think everything that you guys said previously is amazing acting, amazing writing. And, you know, if you're into this show and you got to this finale, whether it's the beginning of it or the very end of it, I I just think it's one of the best finales, not even just by the way it ends, but just stuff that happens in the middle as well. It's just such a good, amazing hour of TV. So I would say succession um, is incredible. I absolutely love the show. I love where they, I I don't love everything that they did with all the characters, but I still think that the rest of the show is amazing. So Succession is my uh, number three. All right. Uh, Wife Power, number two.
3: My number two, my one and two is tough to order them, I'll say. But uh, this fell to my number two. And I love, 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 loved this show. I they could give me 10 more seasons of the show and I would be super, super happy as long as the quality stays the same. But it's only murders in the building. This That's also my show... number two. I'll
1: just throw it out there.
4: No That's way. That's also my number
1: two. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Great, great show. Great mm-hmm. show.
3: It was just awesome. Like it just, again, it had that like detective... Um, aspect of it, Steve Martin and Martin Short were just like hilarious. They just, they make such a good pair. I was really surprised at how well Selena Gomez fits into their dynamic. Um, she really did bring a lot to like that trio. Um, I won't go too much into it because I I really did love this show and I could just fangirl about it. It's a good
2: show for podcasters.
3: Yeah, because it's like, (laughs) it's about making a pod.
4: They make their own true kind podcast. So they are podcasters, the main characters. It's funny. Yeah, so it's my number two for much of the same reasons. Again, we don't talk too much about it, but hilarious, but also a good mystery, but played, you know, all played for laughs. And if you grew up loving Steve Martin and Martin Short
1: like we did. Yeah. There's um, oh it's, those guys, it's just they're so they're, good.
4: They're, they're so good. But and they're, they're still
1: good at this age, yeah. you know, it's incredible. Oh, if not better, you know, like they're just yeah. they play this they play my, their age. Show. They play been their, their, yeah, yeah. It's so good.
3: So. And I, I have to say I want to I made a note, um, sorry, I make to interrupt you, but um it's not even just like the comedian stuff, but the the writing was just so phenomenal and I, I draw attention to I think it was like episode seven or something and it was called The Boy in um, 6B and it's the silent film episode and I just think there's just something so powerful about that episode because Mike and I didn't even notice that they didn't speak at all until probably about like two-thirds of the show and then at one point I kind of like was sitting there and I was like, wait a second, have they even spoken like during this entire episode? But you, but the plot develops, like there was so much plot development in this episode and they did it without using any language. And it's just like, that episode just like blew my mind. I was just like so impressed with the, their ability to do that. And how do they conveyed so much information with like music and sound effects and score and like, it was just, and obviously like the sign language and the subtitles, but um, just the fact that there's no like verbal dialogue, it was just really impressive. And um, the show was just really well done. And, and I can't wait for, for season two.
2: Yeah. You mentioned that you'd watched like 10 seasons of this. So given where the finale kind of leaves us, do you think that, The in season two, they'll be able to kind of return to form or like keep that sort of format that were that made it so popular in the first place.
3: I think so. I think it's gonna be somewhat similar. I don't know if how they're gonna play with Mabel's character, like, um, without giving like spoilers, like, if it's more gonna be like the two guys and um, uh. I forget the Mabel's boyfriend's character's name.
1: Oh, yeah. If uh, it's going to be
3: like Steve okay. Martin and Martin Short and him, and, and him. they're trying to like clear Mabel, um, and that might be like the new spin on it kind of thing. Or or she's um, podcasting
2: from wherever she is. Yeah, because it's like it, right,
3: it'll yeah. be – because their show got really popular, so it's like only murders in the building – like season two kind of thing yeah, like that's what it'll they're be. gonna do yeah. and the one thing i said to mike that would have been like kind of cool if they did it was if every week when the episode aired they also aired because the way that the show works is every episode they're recording an episode of the podcast yeah right so it's like if every week they release the episode then they release the final version of like that week's podcast episode why, like I don't, why
1: didn't they do that that would have been i mean i know it's extra like work really or whatever cool. but that'd be so great i'd listen to that it'd be just super listening
2: smart
4: to, listening to steve martin and martin short just for <laughs> yeah. an extra half hour like it'd be yeah. awesome like in
1: character
2: and stuff that'd be yeah. amazing it'd be yeah, super it be smart hilarious. to kind of create your own after show out of that and being like a meta sort of continuation yeah. of the story yeah that'd be cool
1: um ian number two i assume is a non-Marvel is
2: there, show. Are there any cool DC shows out there? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we're down to two left. Of the, season 50. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we're down to two left of the uh, Marvel MCU series that came out in 2021. So uh, it was tough to place either of these above WandaVision. As I said, WandaVision was very unique, very groundbreaking, I felt. Uh, however, the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, it to me, kind of carries the torch or passes the mantle of my favorite Avenger, Captain America, and does it in such a fashion that kind of you know, it has like sort of a political commentary. It has like a very uh, very interesting story to tell while all the while kind of showing you that um, you know, everything you liked about Captain America and his whole uh, arc can be carried on and his legacy can be passed down and in ways sam wilson can be a, maybe a greater captain america in, in certain ways than than we've ever seen so to have you know spoiler sam wilson is the new cap but we didn't know if you know is it going to be bucky is it going to be sam wilson because they both get to wear the mantle and you know wear the the shield in the comics at some point so it was very fitting that you know they picked up that thread that was given off in in endgame in a lot of ways endgame laid the groundwork for all of these series that are starting out um, in this first year of disney plus so it's just like you know where we see him not really wanting the shield and then where we end up and he's fully uh, embracing sort of the captain america legacy i think just everything about falcon the winter soldier all six episodes and mike mentioned baron zemo i mean baron zemo is enough to bring me to the the party but uh <laughs> literally to sam, the party <laughs> sam wilson and, and bucky barnes will keep me coming back for more so. yeah nice uh, although i don't know about that sharon carter fellow we'll have to keep an eye on her let's see what happens with that yeah <laughs> uh
1: okay my number two um fit, fits somewhat into our into our theme but in a in a it's not a retro game that it's based off of but a newer one but it it is the first season i think they're going for more is the first season of arcane So this is the show that is based off of the League of Legends characters, which um, I have played a total of probably, I think I've said before, about 20 hours of that game, which is nothing considering each match is at least half an hour to 45 minutes. So um, I like MOBAs. I like the way the characters look, but I know nothing about them. And I think that actually benefited me going into this, knowing nothing about these characters. I recognized a couple of them because I played as them before and have seen them in marketing, but I don't know anything about their background, and I honestly I don't care. But now I do. This show makes you want to care about these characters, and you it doesn't it doesn't really make me want to play the game. I just want to see more of this show, and I think it looks incredible. Like what if we talked about when we watched it that the animation was really really interesting and unique, and I I really liked it. And I thought it was amazing. And then I saw Arcane and this is even more amazing. It looks just so friggin' cool. Um, The writing is amazing. The story that they go through is really interesting. There's twists and turns. There's characters that you care about. They didn't expect to care about. Um, It's a huge cast of characters that give you a lot of really interesting things that don't, that aren't very specific to video games. You don't have to be a video game fan to like what's going on here. Um, You just have to sort of watch a really good story about this uh, makeshift family and how it's torn apart and put back together and torn apart and put back together and um, this world that they all live in. So arcane uh, I think it's quote a league of legends story or something like that. Um, It's on Netflix um, and I don't care where it came from. I will watch five more seasons of the show. It is, it is so, so good. I
4: don't think if we said before that this year started that a league of legends show would be in dave's top three you ever in a million years so it no. must mean the show is good and they did a good job with it that's so serious.
2: is arcane the best video game based that, series? That's according to dave i think it yeah is. well it's
1: well it's strictly based off of a video game right mm. like a, the, the characters i know that there's lore to each of the characters It's like a lot of these types of games you click on them and they have a bit of a backstory to them and stuff right but you know uh uh The company decided to turn this into a series and make all these characters individual and flesh them out. And man, it is so, it's just so cool. There's so many unique ideas and it just looks amazing. Every time a character comes in that you haven't seen before, you haven't seen what this character does before either, even in another animated show. Like it's that unique and I think that really lends to it as well. So, And this um, show yeah. doesn't
2: qualify as an anime, right? It's more... No, I
1: wouldn't say it's anime. It doesn't look that way. Um, it's just a... So we haven't converted you yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but yeah, it's, the voice acting is amazing. The writing is amazing. The story is really interesting. Where it starts and where it ends is completely different. And where it ends does actually lend to a proper season two, I think. And makes me interested in it as well. And uh, the large cast of characters gives you a lot of interesting ways that they could take it um, and would be worthwhile for a season two as well. So I think that that takes it uh, takes it high on my list as well, just because of that as well.
2: I'm glad you mentioned you don't really have to know the source material. You might even benefit from going cold because, you know, I've I've mentioned how there's a lot of movies from 2021 that I still have yet to get to that I'm missed out on. This would be the number one series that I still want to get to that I haven't tried yet but mm-hmm. it's definitely the top of my list of anticipated from 20. Yep, as long
1: as you got Netflix, it's not going anywhere because it's uh, produced by them. So um, yeah, I, you know, Netflix is one of those things where I figured, ah, I don't watch too much of it, but there's a lot of stuff that I enjoyed this year off of them. And uh, this is one of those shows that will make me want to hang on to Netflix when it comes out next. That's, that's how good it is. So my number two is arcane wife power kick off our numero uno's.
3: Uh, my number one has been mentioned, ah. and I don't know if it's gonna make it more enticing for you guys to watch it. But my number one is The Witcher. Oh, um, number one, wow! This show is just phenomenal. Stock is
2: rising now. It is.
3: It's just it's Tossing so well done. The, Witcher. The, <laughs> the the acting is great. The the story development, the world building, all of it is just so good and it just leaves you wanting more this is probably i would say the only show mike and i really like binge binged this year um it came out just around the christmas holidays when we had mm-hmm. the week off and it like, was kind of like just like watching
4: one day one or two days kind of deal yeah, yeah
3: we literally just sat in front of the tv wrapping presents and binge watching the witcher like it was just it's so good i just want more and um i hope this is the new game of thrones and we get like seven eight seasons out of this because i just think that there's so much for this world to offer and they're like so far season one and two they've delivered a hundred percent like i i have no and there's there's like
4: a prequel series coming out there's like animated movies coming out it's like time to get in get on board and you yeah. it's come for the ride because it's going to be fun and it's they're really gonna they have lots of these books to uh, source materials so yeah, yeah. I always and said it's not... how many episodes to catch up with including the the movie they're only like eight episodes yeah so you only have like it's... 16 episodes in a, a animated movie and you'd be totally caught up yeah
3: yeah nice. at this point in time it's really reasonable to get ca- caught up so if you want like mike said if you want to go along for the ride which i I would highly recommend, like, if you do, like, the fantasy um, genre and, like, monster hunter kind of, like, aspect, witches and warlocks, like, all that kind of stuff, like, definitely jump in now because there's going to be a lot of content, and the the more that comes out, the harder it is to – so if you kind of, like, jump in now, like Mike said, there's just the two seasons. They're not super long then you have one, I think the animated movie was only like an hour and a half, so um, all
2: right, I, I really watch recommend out it. for mine and Dave's Watch Reaction <laughs> Series. Honestly, I think, I, you know
1: what? I think that's exactly what we have to do, because I it is, like, I played the first two games and most of the third, and it, first of all, it's a, they're really fun games to play, but the story is really good.
3: Nice. The story
1: yeah. is cool. I don't really care about it's Geralt, right, or is it Geralt? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's Geralt, Geralt yeah. I don't in the games, I don't really care about him, but I do care about the story. So it makes me care about him more. I'm assuming that... You, the, you the can bring the game knowledge like and I'll just play Gwent the whole time. and That's time. He, fine, Gwent. Henry, Gwent is all over the third game, so... Yeah.
3: <laughs> Henry Cavill's, like, portrayal of him definitely, like, humanizes him a bit more and, like, makes you, um, like, empathize with his character and, like, what he's gone through, like, as a witcher. Um, But it's just... It's it's just so well done. He really. Geralt is the main character, but like, there's a large
1: cast of characters
3: by the end of season two. And like, you have to remember too, there's a lot of world building in this. Like, um, similar to Game of Thrones, like there's like these different like, like kings and queens and the queen of the elves and the this city and this council and so like you like that aspect of it like you gotta kind of like pay attention and like remember bits and pieces but like it does pay off like as you get more into the story thing you start to remember oh yeah these are these people and this was this war and um this is but like Geralt is like a almost like a wanderer as a witcher and um but it's just it's it's really really good um the world building is really strong and and i i absolutely love it i it's i loved game of thrones and arguably i think i might we'll see where this goes it first two seasons compared to the first two seasons of game of thrones i might actually like this show a bit better
2: Geralt's gonna lay waste to the village in the last season, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> All right, and I think we have to commit, man. I think we have to watch this. Let's I think do we do it. I think we watch season one, we talk about it, we watch the movie and season two, and we talk about it. I think we gotta do it. I- I'm down for it. I'm down for it.
4: Let's do
1: it.
4: I'll Count rewatch it, maybe. All right. Yeah. My on to my I number one. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. It has been mentioned, I think, by everyone. So I think it's good uh Proof that it's an excellent show, and that is WandaVision. That's my number Ah, one show. Number
1: one. one. Yeah,
4: it's been talked about a lot, so I'll just say it came out a long time ago. So when I was wearing my list, I was like, I had to put it back in the shoes of myself (laughs) earlier in the year when it came out. (laughs) <laughs> back in my own shoes
2: back in your shoes instead of your back in my shoes, shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> instead of my boots. back
4: in my flip flops we'll do beats. the
2: witcher series you can do the back in my shoes series and, um, <laughs> uh it was such a
4: ride this this show like the mystery of it all like i wouldn't trade it for anything i wish i could go back and like be oblivious to it again and go through that ride again you know get some amnesia going and rewatch the whole show blind again you know
1: it was that much. I enjoyed it that much. It
2: was awesome. That week to week was phenomenal. Oh, it was such it was a good one. Week, to
3: week It that was, was, it was so, fun to talk so about so it good. for sure. That, yeah.
1: it, it, like I think in Ian when you mentioned it, you said and wife power. You said it too. I think it's like the the unpredictability of it, not knowing where it went, especially in the first, let's say, four episodes. I think roughly, mm-hmm. um, that made it a little bit more fun than I think a lot of us expected and anyone really expected. So yeah, um, I think that unique and,
4: in, super yeah. unique and creative and everything. So. As Disney like, Plus's like, first Marvel show.
2: You, right? It trained you on its format that you knew was going to switch it up and you wondered yeah. how it right. was going to do that. Yeah. And it was cool. Yeah.
4: So, yeah,
2: as, as Disney Plus's first Marvel show, I think they went all out.
4: And I think they just set this like epic gold standard. And I think it's like, for me, I know you guys might have Loki Higher or other shows higher. For me, it's like, WandaVision is like the gold standard MCU Disney Plus show. And I think every other show, I'm all, constantly compared to it. I'm going to want to be like, what's what's going to be you know better than WandaVision? Let's see. And so far, I don't think any of them have reached that potential, although they all have all been very good. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's I think they, they did such a good job with that as the first se- series. So yeah, it's my best, or my favorite,
2: sorry. All Sweet. right, well, yeah. number one is Mr. Ian. We all love these characters, and Wanda and Vision definitely deserve like sort of the their own spotlight because they were always side characters a lot of these series out the gate are characters we never got to see a lot of in the movies and uh loki is another one of those characters where he comes in as he's always been a main character but he's always been either a villain or a, a secondary to like thor's fife right so it's like it's like loki's always been that kind of background menace and you know he was the Main uh, villain of the Avengers, but the great thing about Loki was its premise. The fact that we are taking this wild, see, WandaVision was a wild swing, but so is Loki because they set up this idea. You know, we talk about how you watch Endgame and they set up the idea of time travel, but it's not going back in your own timeline, it's going into alternate timelines at different points along the timeline. And in this case, they take a 2012 Loki who was just been sort of thwarted from the, the, the Avengers Battle of New York. But that Loki, because of the events of Endgame, gets a chance, a, a, a new lease on life. He escapes with the Tesseract. He goes and he, uh, you know, he gets caught by the TVA, the time variance authority. And it's this whole adventure of like exploration of character. It really is as much as one division was an exploration of Wanda, you know, Wanda Maximoff's character and her grief that she goes through with all the loss that she's uh, suffered. It's the exact sort of, it's not the same journey, but it's the same sort of self exploration of what does it mean to be Loki? Why is he the way he Is Is he capable of change? And as we go through this journey, I think it's pretty obvious that there is some wiggle room there. There is there is a way to make this once very menacing villain, uh, now sort of a an anti-hero of sorts, or a redeemable character at the very least. And I think for six episodes, it kept kind of changing it up. We did a, a deep dive on, on the series, a couple of episodes worth, and just like seeing where it, from where it started to where it went is definitely worth a watch. And I don't think it, I think it's required viewing as, as uh, as far as like the whole multiverse of it all. It's, it's definitely the thing that kind of dives into what, what that multiverse might mean to the greater MCU. And when we start to talk about how WandaVision connects to Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, I think the themes and the, the idea of the multiverse that is explored inside Loki will enhance your experience Going forward to anything like um, Ant, uh, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man, No Way Home. These things are going to be more enjoyable from having watched Loki. I firmly believe that. It is my number one series from 2021. I think uh, I might even grow to appreciate it even more than I already do. But I think it's very obvious from the deep dive we did with our review that Loki is uh, it's a special show. Whether Wherever it falls on your, your list, it, uh, if you're a Marvel fan, MCU fan, it's not to be missed.
1: Yeah, agreed. Okay, so um, two things before I get to my number one that I want to make sure I mention. Uh, my wife gave me a list of five shows that she loved this year as well. And um, a lot of them have been mentioned uh, mostly by me because we watched a lot of them together. Uh, they're in no particular order, but they are Ted Lasso, Succession. Hacks, The Witcher, and Pen15. I'm not sure if anyone's watched Pen15, but it is... No, I'm not falling for your tricks.
2: Brilliant.
1: It is <laughs> brilliant. So good, Pen15. Okay. Those Did are her five... the Pen15 club, dude? That's exactly... <laughs> that no, man. You, you joke, but that is exactly why the show is called Pen15.
2: <laughs> it is
1: like, for that reason. And it's you awesome. know why the second you start watching it. So the entire show is middle school humor? Is that what you're telling me? It is two actresses our age in their 30s or 40s mm-hmm. acting as themselves in grade seven with a bunch of kid actors around them. Amazing! So they are they are dressed like they're in 1999 or 2000. Literally middle
4: school humor. They are. It is literally.
1: I feel like Mike's
3: gonna binge watch this show yeah. tonight. It is
1: <laughs> just so funny, and it ends. So the last season just just finished. They just released that at the end of the year. And it, and it is such a funny show, but it ends in such, like, a heartwarming way that it, it it makes the show even better. Like, the last, like, 10 minutes of the series is super special. It's great. Pen15 is amazing. Um, okay, so my number one, or actually, I was going to say, unfor- Loki is the only Marvel show on my list, guys. I don't know if you guys like me anymore, but oh. it's the only one on my list. So I have no other Marvel show for my number one. My number one... Well, you're stuck
2: reviewing this stuff with us
1: anyways, whether you like No, man, it. I... But like we said with all the other ones, it doesn't matter if it's if it's the first or the or the last on the list. There's still freaking great shows uh-huh. to watch. You still like and enjoy every single one that we watch. Um, but this is the, my number one. Is one of the best ten episodes of a show I have seen in like ten years. It is incredible. If a thriller slash semi horror and mystery is your type of your show, uh, Midnight Mass is essential viewing. I wanted very much to try to tell a story wherein I would authentically try to inhabit both perspectives that exist within me about faith and about religion to see where I came out. The ethos of the show is to ask questions, not give answers. Those questions should really stay with you if we've done our jobs right. Midnight Mass is a lot of things. It's a supernatural mystery. It's a character drama. It is a overt horror experience. It is incredible. If you watched um, The Haunting of Blythe Manor or The Haunting of Hill House, it's the same creator. It's, it's like the same Flanagan. creator, right? Yeah. yeah, same creator, same writer. Uh, I think at least one of the producers is the same. So if those, if you enjoyed even half of those, this show is even above those those uh, seasons. It is incredible. It is about religion. It is about people starting their life over. It's about the meaning of who you are when you hit a midlife crisis or when you hit a bump in the road in your career. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about the people you live with and you grew up with. It's just so friggin interesting and it goes to so many crazy places towards the end, but it's all justified. Like your mind is blown and you go, whoa, 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 whoa hold on. That's what they're really going to do with this last couple of episodes. But I do think that they earn every single second of it. I think Midnight Mass is like a masterpiece of like thriller TV. That's how good it is. It is absolutely incredible. And I could have watched any of these shows that I that we've talked about and Midnight Mass it would... All, all the time would always be number one. It is so, so good. Um, This and Arcane are the reason to have Netflix this year for me. Just these two shows. You could take away every single other, every other show that I, that I listed. I could just watch these two this year and they would be, they would be all I need. Like they're, they're both just that good. So um, Midnight Mass is my, uh, my number one. I could go on and on about it, but I would also spoil it. And part of it is where it goes. Every episode, something different happens. Every episode, something cool happens. A new character is introduced, and they do something different with them. It's just, it's excellent.
2: It's so good. You've piqued my interest because I did enjoy The Haunting of Hill House. I thought that the Bly the Manor one, I didn't finish it yet because just kind of what didn't match the quality from the the first time around. But Mm -hmm. uh, this one, I've watched two episodes. I will circle back to it. It didn't grip me, I think, as much as like those other Series did, but uh, yeah, I do see the potential, and especially if you're telling me that it goes interesting places, it's something I'm, I'm gonna the go back first, and finish the first, like, I would, to...
1: yeah, I would say the first like three episodes, even you would not see where it goes towards the end, like, it, it, it changes that much. Like, they take the characters of the story to places that you would not see coming and would and explains strange things that happen in those first couple yeah. of episodes. Like, they don't, they have like these, these through lines that go through these strange things that happen to set up this. Sort of weird scenario that might be going on in this island that the story takes place on, and they explain pretty much all of it and yeah. in a in a real way, and uh, and it works. I think it's great. Yeah.
2: Well, I think given that it's your number one, and then Witcher being mean as number one, I think those are both worth giving a look just for the fact that it's your favorite show of 2021 I mean it's worth giving it a sh- fair shake so yeah I'll definitely yeah check.
1: for sure I think our I think our, we'll have to take a breath before we decide what our number one show of the year is maybe we'll tease ahead and we'll pick and we'll sort of like quote unquote announce our number one show and movie of 2021 we'll see how the movie record goes because that's coming next but uh, and we'll see which ones maybe we get to and we'll tease ahead and announce that sort of on a future episode just to sort of flesh out our discussion a little bit because there's nearly forty shows to go through. I would say at least at least twenty five shows to go through here that we have to talk about, which is crazy. Yeah, I think it's... there's
3: only one that appeared on everyone's list though.
2: Was that one division? No didn't appear on mine. Oh.
3: I think it was Ted Lasso.
1: Ted Lasso, Lasso I think, did. Yeah, Uh, it
4: wasn't on. It wasn't on mine, but I would be. I I would be fine
2: giving that one.
1: There's that. There's Loki. There's even The Witcher. You know, I'll
2: toss up a consolidated ranking on Letterboxd, and we can kind of maybe. Yeah, I think it's hard to
3: rank because it's like Ian and Dave haven't seen The Witcher, and I feel like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Could have been it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if yeah. it's somewhere on our list, if it ended up somewhere, it would like, make based sense on your yeah. based
3: on your list. I have especially Dave because, like, your wife, it's on her list. Yes. So it's like I, f- I feel like it would land somewhere on both your and Ian's list. Uh, that's a safe. Once bet, you guys I think. watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could we
4: could make it. a good case Let's for see, it. So. We have no overlap on all four of ours. We have no, no overlap, eh? No four-way, oh, okay. I don't think
1: so. Yeah, not, definitely not in positions, like in that same positions, so. by uh, far, uh,
4: you didn't have Loki, right? Nope.
1: Okay, no. anyways, yeah. we can move on. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get it, we'll figure yeah. it out. So, okay, so movies are next. Anyone who's listening and made it this far, thank you very much for uh, keeping with us. We're gonna talk about our uh, favorite 2021 movies, lots that we didn't see, just like with TV, lots that we didn't see, but hey, it is what it is. Um until that time, Mike, where's uh, where's everyone uh, finding our shenanigans on social media at
4: day back in find us on basically all the social media platforms. Check out our Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash back in my day. Got some fun, exclusive content on there. And the podcast is called back in my day. Find us on your podcast app of choice.
1: All right. Lots of good, uh, lots of good TV and presumably lots of good movies to talk about next, um, even though the year kind of sucked in a lot of ways. But 2021 produced some pretty good content. So until next time, thanks, everyone, for listening. So. surprisingly so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time.
0: Don't talk about things you don't understand. I know things about the world, or I wouldn't turn a buck. Fuck off, kiddo.